Welcome back to A View from the Couch. My name is Rich. And I'm Jen. And today, Jen, what what movie are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about Shazam! Fury of the Gods, brought to you by Skittles. <laughs> brought to you by Skittles <laughs> and Major League Baseball. <laughs> and Doritos. And Doritos. And Gatorade. <laughs> and Gatorade. Product placement. All, it's like, look, there's product placement everywhere, but yeah. this was blatant product placement. <laughs> All the stuff the kitties love. Oh, baseball and Skittles and Gatorade and oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's even got like Harry Potter-esque stuff going on in it. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> or is it? That's what we're here to decide. So did I think we reviewed the original Shazam for the show a while back, right? Did we? I feel like we did. I remember liking that movie. I remember thinking, you know, this is a nice break from what DC movies usually are. I really liked the first one. Yeah. I went into the first one expecting not to like it because it looked cheesy as hell. <laughs> and it was, it was fun. It was yeah. a lot of fun. And yeah. you had Zachary Levi being Zachary Levi and, you know, the whole little kid in a big kid body and he did that really well and mm -hmm. it was just kind of goofy and fun and I, I really liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought that was kind of the unique quality to it was that it was big meets superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... I, I can imagine if this movie had been made in 1986, Tom Hanks being the main character. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They could totally do that. <laughs> you imagine Tom Hanks with his goofy 80s hair playing the Zachary Levi role yeah, of Shazam. A completely different movie. It would be a completely <laughs> different movie. So, okay. So, why don't you start with the cast and crew and then we'll dive into this film. All right. This movie is directed by David Sandberg. It was written by Henry Gaden and Chris Morgan. This stars, I already mentioned Zachary Levi's coming back as Shazam. We have Asher Angel as Billy Batson. We have Jack Dylan Grazer as Freddie Freeman. Adam Brody plays the superhero Freddie, or was it Captain Every Power? Yeah. <laughs> Rachel Zegler as Anthea, Helen Mirren as Hespera, Lucy Liu as Calypso, Jaman Hansu as The Wizard. He's kind of in lots of comic book movies, isn't he? Mm -hmm. This actor, he's in Black Adam, he's, he's in The Kingsman, yeah. he's in the Guardians, Captain Marvel stuff. He's in a lot of these. Mm -hmm. We have Ian Chen as Eugene and Ross Butler as superhero Eugene. We have Yovan Armand as Pedro. DJ Catrona as superhero Pedro. Grace Caroline Curry is Mary. And in this movie, she also plays the adult Mary. There was somebody else in the old, the first one. There was? There was a different actress that played the adult version. Oh, but I, now I never noticed. <laughs> this actress has aged to the point where she can play both. You know, you just slap on a little different makeup or glasses and, you know, you, she's unrecognizable. Faith Herman is Darla. Megan Good is superhero Darla. Marta 
Milas is Rosa, and Cooper Andrews is Victor. Jerry! <laughs> lots of actors in this one. And that well, that's just because you have the There's kid. lots of actors in every there movie. There is, but you've the main core, there's a lot this time because you've got two versions of every character pretty much. So. I like I like that the characters are the names are things like Mary and superhero Mary, but it should be Mary Marvel is who she really is, who is what her real name is. But you can't call them Marvel. Huh? But they're not supposed to be called Marvel. Well, Captain Marvel you can't use, <clears throat> but Mary Marvel you can use. So just talking about that real quick. Yeah. The Shazam family, which they're called now in the mm-hmm. movies. Everything's a family with they DC. They started as the Marvel family. Yes. And their first comic book appearance came in December of 1942, volume one, issue number 18. And it was in the Captain Marvel Adventures series. Who published that? That I don't know. It was Fawcett Comics. It wasn't DC Comics. DC didn't originally own Captain Marvel. They acquired Captain Marvel when they acquired Fawcett Comics. I don't know that there's a ton of the characters that have been used, but there are some. Shazam being one of them. Black Adam being another. We should talk about that whole thing with Black Adam because holy crap, did you, have you been reading what's been going on? Dwayne Johnson nuked the whole franchise because like he didn't like where it was going or whatever. He didn't want Black Adam to be a bad guy. He wanted a superhero movie of his own. Right. So he was actually supposed to be in, and I can't remember if it was supposed to be the first Shazam or if it was this Shazam, but he was planned to be in the Shazam movies because he is part of the Shazam universe. He's the Shazam. He's Shazam's bad guy. He's the arch nemesis. He's the Joker. But it sounds like he kind of threw a little fit and didn't want to be like the side character mm-hmm. and he didn't want to be the bad guy. What so a diva. They <laughs> redid the story and we got room. that Black Adam movie that was yeah, there was okay parts. It's, o- it's okay to say it was garbage because it was. Not so great parts. I don't know. More not so great parts than great parts, honestly. Yeah. Every joke in that movie fell flat, which, you know, speaking of jokes falling flat, Jesus, this movie, the jokes fell flat too. I didn't laugh until probably a good halfway through the movie and they were trying hard early on. They were. Do you think they were trying to restructure this? I know the first one was kind of geared towards kids, but I feel like they went like all in on like the kid jokes. I'm. It, yeah. Is it? Did I, we have kids in the theater when we went? I don't remember. I don't re- remember hearing a lot of people laughing. No. I laughed at a few things. Like yeah. there was the letter that Helen Mirren was reading where right, the yeah. the pen wrote out everything that they were saying, which that was funny. Mm. There was a couple other things that were funny, but it was not like the first one. Right. There were a couple of things that were funny to me, but I couldn't tell you what they are. They didn't stick with me. Like, that's the thing. None of this stuck with me. I barely remembered this movie after we left the theater. I have to be honest, two days ago, so we watched this a week ago. Mm -hmm. So we're only a week out. We are not that far out from watching this. And a couple days ago, I was thinking, okay, we got to record this. And 
it took me about five minutes of like thinking about this and pondering this before I could remember who the bad guys were in this. I was yeah. totally drawing a blank. This movie did not stick with me either. Yeah. And I don't know, again, it's my busy time. I'm 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 very busy and doing other things. And I don't know if that's part of it that I just didn't have time to sit and think about it afterwards, or if it just really was not interesting. I think Look, if a movie's going to be compelling, a movie's going to be compelling. Yeah. You know? And I'm probably trying to make excuses for it because I really did like the first one, and I feel like I was so excited for this one. Sure. I mean, you don't have to make excuses for it. It's okay. Look, it's okay to have liked one and not the others. Mm -hmm. It totally is. For me, it was the Star Wars sequel movies. I liked one of them, didn't like the others. I mean, it's okay to do that. I feel like there's a good reason why this didn't stick with you is because it, there's nothing really memorable about it. The only reason I remember the final fight is because it happens at Citizens Bank Park, the Philly Stadium. Okay, sure. And there's been a whole joke going around that the you know the Phillies just got a new a new jumbotron for the stadium, and the whole joke has been in the Phillies fan community that. Well, you know, obviously it, it got busted up in the Shazam movie, so we had to replace it. That's why it. it had to get replaced, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. So. All right, let's talk about this movie. All right, let's talk about this movie. So, here immediately I have a problem with this movie because it opens up at a museum in Athens, Greece, at the Acropolis. And we start off with a, a docent who is kind of describing the staff which we, we keen view, keen-eyed viewers will recognize this as the staff of Shazam, the wizard Shazam, not the superhero Shazam. Mm-hmm. It's broken in half from the first movie. And while he's doing this, uh, some soldiers come marching in. Soldiers dressed in like full like like Roman regalia or Greek regalia. And nobody notices it. They just, some of the people that do just think they're part of the museum. I didn't see a single head turn. Nobody even paid attention to these people. They are wandering in and full on like swords I and shields and everything. I thought up to them and said, oh, nice costume. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I thought they did. Did they? I don't think uh, yeah. they did. I thought they did. These two soldiers are Hespera and Calypso. Hespera, played by Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu plays Calypso. They are the daughters of Atlas, and they are looking for that broken staff because it will reignite the tree of life here on Earth. So they bust up the case. They wreak havoc. Calypso apparently has this ability to, like, I'm confused now. Wait, that that's why they were going for that? Because I thought they needed the apple to do the Tree of Life. You're right. They needed the staff to get to the apples. That's what it was, wasn't it? But they did use the staff no, they to needed get to it the to apples. Take, they need, see, this is what I'm talking about with this movie. <laughs> they needed the staff to get the powers of Shazam so that they could get into the Rock of Eternity, Right. To get the apples, which is where, that's where the apples are. They're in the Rock of Eternity. And the apples have the seeds that make the tree, that make the plant. It's way too complicated. Like, they they wove this thing. It's like a root system that you don't necessarily need. 
They went way nuts. And then you get stuff like what I was just about to say was Calypso using her. She has this ability to like infect people with like her suggestion. Yeah. And then they will infect. It's like in my head, I was calling it the talkie zombies because they don't bite you. They whisper in your ear and each of those people go and whisper in the ear of another person. And like that just spreads like a zombie virus. It made me think of kind of of the end of, or not the end. There was that scene in Fallen where the the, the demon t- where could t- was like touching, touching all those people and, and chasing them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's what it made me think of. That was cool. Does it come back? Not really. I mean, it does, but it doesn't because it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't, right. It doesn't really affect you. Yeah, anything. it's an intense way to open this movie like who the hell are these two sure but like what is it like what is like what does that have to do with anything like how do you tie that to something well they didn't tie it to anything and i wonder if some of the flaws in this movie and i don't know if they had to do rewrites or stuff but this movie was supposed to come out in 2021 i think it was was it 2021 or 2022 anyways it got pushed back twice and Part of it was pandemic. Sounds like they might have done some rewrites, but it's not really talked about too much. So I don't know if they needed to change stuff from test audiences and maybe didn't connect everything, or maybe they just really fell down on the job and just didn't connect it to start with. But I don't know. But this whole thing is pointless anyway, because Hespera can just turn everybody to stone with a spell, and that's what she does. Yeah. But only after... Only after they've made everybody fight each other. Why? What's the point of that? Just turn them to stone and be done. Well, and I don't understand why they're doing that anyways. I mean, they get the staff and then they can just walk out. Yeah. They need to and go after the champion of the realm. I they're mad at humans for some damn reason, which I don't, I guess I don't understand. Because the but humans turned on the gods. They're, they're mad at the humans right. and they're just going to come kill them all? Yeah, because I, the humans turned on the gods. That's what, they want their revenge. And... But they want their revenge because the wizard took the, <laughs> did the whatever. So what does that have to do with the humans? So the humans, I guess, were part of it? I don't know. They yeah, didn't explain it very well. No, and they didn't. It they was really very didn't. confusing as right. to what the motive yep. for these bad guys are. And I think that's one of the big problems I had was I didn't understand these villains. Yeah, there was no mo- there was no clear motivation for them. Because they could have gone after the wizard. They could have gone after humans. They could have gone after the champions. They went after everybody. Yeah. And there's, what, three of them eventually? And some of them, like, take a complete 180. Yeah. Just like that, you know? Just... Yeah, like washing their hands. Like, oh, you know what? Oh, wait, today, maybe I, I don't think, want to do this. Today I think I'm going to be a good guy. Made me think of Modoc, where don't be a dick. Oh, that's it. I yeah. know. I'll just not be a dick. Yeah. And I wonder if part of the problem, too, is the Daughters of Atlas, they're not actually in the comics. Okay. And so these are original characters for this film. Now, they are part of the whole Greek mythology with the gods and everything. They are part of that. And I think they were trying to incorporate that into here. But I wonder if that's why the writers struggled with this, is they didn't have any content to kind of reference back to. But if you're a writer, you should be able to come up with some original stuff. This director actually directed the movie Lights Out and yeah. Annabelle Creation. So he's got history with scary movies. Were they going to try and make this a scarier movie and then decided to 
make it more of a kid movie and that's why it feels so disjointed? Yeah, maybe. That makes sense because that shit with with Calypso possessing people's minds and then like having this mind virus going around, that's dark as hell, man. Well, that and also she has the really principal well. like commit suicide right yeah. off the side of a building yeah, with a big old splat. Yeah. 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 I think you're probably right. I think there was probably a creative rift here between maybe what the studio wanted and what the writer and the director wanted or maybe. writers and the director wanted. Yeah. I, I Just don't know. Speculate, spe- speculating. <laughs> Just speckling. Just speculating here. Right, right. <laughs> right. So the goddesses that now that they've turned everybody to stone after terrorizing them with mind powers, they, they say, well, okay, we're going to go after these champions of the realm. Which they obviously know that there's more than one champion. So we, when they first come to Earth, do they just start watching the news? Because they're not in Philadelphia. No, they're in Greece. They're in Greece. Yeah. But we'll see here that one of the sisters is in Philadelphia and happens to be at the exact same school. How the hell do they know where to plant this lady? <laughs> I don't know. And why Why would it just like... Obviously, they... they Okay, so they must have known that these kids, where these kids were, and they must have said, okay, well, the the staff is in Greece, and the kids are in the U.S. Are the superheroes, because obviously they don't know well, Right, kids. yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, no, because they must, because What's-Her-Name knows that, 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 oh, what the hell's his name? Not Billy. What's the other kid's Freddy? name? Freddie. She knows that Freddie is is no, she doesn't, Captain Underpants she's, or whatever. She's worried that Freddie's going to get hurt when Captain Every Power Cup is out. She's worried that she's, I took that as her playing him. Oh no, I I took that as she. They don't know. They huh. didn't know. How can they not know? They're I gods. No, that's why I <laughs> thought this was confusing. And maybe I'm not reading this right, and that very well could be. But it seemed to me hmm. like. This just all seemed to be very convenient that she happened to be at the school and happened to know that Freddy was one of these superheroes. I, I don't know. I think that they knew that somehow these kids. They knew. Yeah, they knew okay. that some. Yeah, somehow Palpatine has returned. <laughs> they knew that the kids went to that school, or at least some of them went to that school, and they sent Anne and Thea to keep an eye on them while they went to get the staff and get things started because shortly after Freddie reveals himself to be Captain Every Power <laughs> That is totally a kid name though to come up with, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a seven or eight year old kid name. Yeah. It's not a seventeen year old kid. That These is guys true. are almost aging out of this program. One of them, Billy, is aging out of the program. That's that's the crux of his character. He's worried that he's not going to have a family after a while, and that's why he's holding on so tight. But I, a 17-year-old would easily come up with a better superhero name than Captain Every Power. So we're going to back up a little bit here, because the first time we see Shazam, he is in a psychiatrist's office. Or no, he's not in a psychiatrist's office. He's in a pediatrician's office trying to get him to give him psychiatric help. He doesn't think that he is holding the family together as much as he should be. And again, we're back to that that I was just talking about. He 
worries that because he's aging out of it, he's going to lose his family again. He's a kid who's lost everything before, and he's worried he's going to lose it again. Well, in, in the first movie was very much his story arc was going from he's an independent person to being accepted and involved with his family. Right. And now he's like the 180 and he's like holding on. Yeah. Every last ounce. And he even has that saying, it's all of us or none of us. Right. He, that, he keeps saying that over and over to his siblings. Right. You know. Right. And you could tell his siblings, I think, are ready to move on. Oh, yeah. Or at least some of them. Some of them, yeah. Even their their superheroing is not exactly like the the height of superheroing abilities. They, no, and they're getting made fun of yeah. basically by the media. The media, yeah. They call what do they call them? The Philly fiascos or the Philadelphia fiascos or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. So after Billy is at the pediatrician's office as Shazam, he comes back home and. We see what he's talking about in real time. He, he is playing video games with Eugene, and Pedro is reading magazines, and Mary is, is not even in college right now. She's paying, helping pay rent, you know, stuff like that. Freddie Freddy is totally into the heroing thing, and he's kind of stepping away. He's like stepping out on the Shazam family or the Marvel family or whatever. But, they, but he's trying to sneak out. And Freddie tells Billy that there is trouble at the Ben Franklin Bridge. And they decide to go and save people there. Now, do we ever do we ever figure out what it is that's happening at the Ben Franklin Bridge? Yeah, there was a car accident. Like there was a semi truck that took out one of the poles or whatever, and it looked like it had weakened the bridge. That's so because that you get like a really quick glimpse of it okay, when we but, first come in on the bridge. Man, that like it didn't seem bad enough that it would take down the bridge, right? And yet it does in spectacular that, fashion. Or the architect has an absolute flaw in his design. I mean, that's possible, I guess. <laughs> I've only been on the Ben Franklin a couple of times. It seemed like a sturdy bridge. I don't know bridge. I don't know from bridges, so mm-hmm. you know. But they they show up on the bridge and they start like marveling people off of the like danger area. It's a, it's a way for them to kind of showcase the comedy, or at least try and showcase some of the comedy again, where Billy is rescuing this woman in a car that's falling off the bridge, and he grabs the car, and she's listening to the the song I Need a Hero from Footloose. Is mm-hmm. it Footloose? Is that what that's from? I think so, yeah. And he's like, oh my God, did I just save you while this song is playing? And, and like, you got Darla going to get the kitties instead yeah, of the people. Yeah, she saves the and, kitties and not yeah. the people. It's like, all right. Look, you guys have earned the name The Philly Fiascos because that... That's a mess, man. That like there's no there's no coordination between them. They're not working together. They're working independently, mm-hmm. but they're showing up and they're all matched. That's 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 how you know that mm-hmm. they're a team. So after the Ben Franklin Bridge incident, the family is back at the Rock of Eternity where they have their hideout. They have like this this is exactly what I would think a kid's hideout would be if they were a superhero. Now this 100%. This yes. is 100% it, right? 
And I thought Miles would love this. Yes, place. exactly. Right. <laughs> and and Billy is doing this whole like, OK, we're going to go through like the the what what happened. We're going to do like a post, you know, a, a post game analysis or whatever. And he's got the iPad out and he's like swiping through and he's got like, you know, stuff popping up on this big screen and everything. But nobody is willing to engage in this at all. I kept thinking when these guys are down in this, what's it called? What's this cave thing called? The Rock of Eternity. The Rock of Eternity. Do his, do their foster parents just not ever wonder where the heck all of them disappear to all the time? Like they seem to spend a lot of time in here and their foster parents don't ever say anything about them being gone all the time. Yeah. I think there was a couple of times where, where the kids say, oh, I'm going to go study or whatever. And like, they all leave, Mm -hmm. but they all crowd. I mean, that's all doors at the Rock of Eternity. So it's whatever door they want it to be, I think, is will, was what will open into the hideout. But you're right. Like, are these guys just terrible foster parents? Like, like you want them to be okay. You want mm-hmm. them to be good foster parents. They seem like they'd be good foster parents. They're mm-hmm. likable people. But if they don't know where these kids are... Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. And honestly, I'm probably thinking too hard on this movie. I don't think we're supposed to go to that. But <laughs> I did wonder. I'm like, where are these parents like saying, where are you guys always disappearing to? You yeah. Know? You said you were going to study and I went into your room and you were not there. Yeah. Nobody was in their room. Where did you go? <laughs> How did you get out of the house? You all went upstairs. Where are you? <laughs> you know, I'd be asking questions. Of course, I'm a nosy parent. So... While this is all going on, we go. We get to see the realm of the gods, where the wizard Shazam is imprisoned in a cell. Even though we thought he died when he transferred his powers to Thank Billy, thank you. He collapsed, or didn't right. he like disintegrate or something? He did. He disintegrated. Yeah. Yep. What? Why is he here? This makes no sense to me. Okay, so here. Okay, so here's how. Here's what they should have done if they were going to use this guy again. They need to give us a reason that he's still around. They could have done this. Instead of giving us the caterpillar scene at the end of the original Shazam movie, they could have given us the how the, how the wizard survived thing. Yeah. That's a good end credit. You tease the next movie. They didn't have this movie planned, did they? I don't think they had this movie no planned. Idea. I don't think they knew where they were going. They just knew they had a hit on their hands and they were going to go somewhere with it. They needed him, so they brought him back. Somehow, Palpatine has returned. My next follow-up question is, after seeing this movie, Uh what is the point of the wizard? Why is he even here? He's there to dress really nicely at the end of the movie and assimilate into Earth society, I guess. I don't know. I, I feel like you killed him off and then you brought him back for what reason? There's I feel like there's no purpose for him here. He's there because they need somebody who can repair the staff. Which is what they make him do. They force him to do this. Yeah. It's not much of a wizard if these two can force him to use his powers to do. And if they can force him to use his powers, couldn't they themselves repair it? I don't know. I mean, you would think, but... It seems like a tiny little asterisk next to something that goes to the footnote that says, look, they could have totally done this themselves, but we wanted we wanted this actor back and we wanted to be able to bring... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the... I don't know what the purpose is of having the wizard back in this movie. 
Yeah, I, I don't know either. And I know that that was kind of the main thing there. And then you also, I think they were trying to go with some of that interaction between Freddy and the wizard. Yeah. Not necessary. You, you could find another way to fix the staff. You, you could, could find another way to take, else. you could find another way to take the champion's powers. Especially because the daughters of Atlas are not in the comics, which means you do oh, not have to oh, follow a comic book rule right. or storyline you find another way to fix it and then just eliminate that character because you have a lot of characters in this movie already. Right. And you've already got a real muddled storyline. Just eliminate that. Right. Now imagine they don't bring the wizard back. They let him stay dead. They come up with other, some other thingamabob. Here is our MacGuffin that will allow us to steal the powers but then you don't get the cool scene at the beginning. That's okay. Open with Billy at the pediatrician. Yeah. Open with that. It doesn't have to open with a big action sequence. Be different. Do something different. But they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't at all. They they go straight for the whole like, oh, we got to connect it to the first movie. And that's how they're going to connect it. The staff is what they're going to use. They can use Shazam's powers against him by, by, by stealing them with the staff that imbued him with the powers to begin with. Mm-hmm. Ooh, cool. Except that you, the, the way that you, if you even wanted to use the staff, Hespera could be someone who could fix it. Yeah. Like you said, they're not even in the comics. You don't even, and even if they are in the comics, they've changed so many different things from the comics anyway. Yeah. Why not just change that if she was from the comics? I agree. (laughs) Makes no sense. It's nonsensical. So the wizard is being held by Hespera and Calypso for that express purpose, to repair the staff. That's the only reason they have him. Mm -hmm. Did they resurrect him? I would even accept that. Did they resurrect him to to make him use his powers to do that? But didn't he give his powers to Shazam and he doesn't have any powers anymore? Hmm. Inquiring minds want to know. I don't remember now. I thought that's what he was doing. I thought he was transferring his powers. Yes. Because he was dying. Yes. <laughs> so my question then is, what fucking power did he use to repair the staff? I don't know. Because I, I don't remember if they said why the wizard was in this prison or how he got there. It completely, <laughs> if they did, it was completely in one ear, out the other. I, I don't recall how the wizard got there. But at this point, let's just keep going because I don't think it matters. Okay, so. so what they do say is they say that the staff was what was keeping the Daughters of Atlas from the human realm. Midgard, mm-hmm. if you will. And, and when it broke, they when, were released, yeah. When it was yeah. yeah, when they were allowed to come and they came for revenge, they considered the wizard to be a traitor working against Atlas. If you want revenge on this guy, leave him dead. Yeah. Why'd you bring him back? That's what I. That's what I'm going with. I'm operating under this. They probably brought him back to 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 create the 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 staff or recreate the staff. But if they can bring somebody back from the dead, why can't they fix the staff? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Look, they, they didn't go to staff fixing school. They went to raising the dead school. Totally different class it structure. Is. It's, it you gotta, look, you can't double major in God's school, apparently. You can only do one single major and a minor, which, you know, whatever. So this is where Freddie meets the new girl at school, Anne, 
who is, what's her name? Anne uh, Green Gables or something? What's the fucking god name of this woman? Anthea. Anthea, there you go. Anne is the new hot girl, and Freddy is like immediately like, oh my God, ga ga ga, right? But he gets bullied, and she kind of shrugs the bullies off and like still wants to be friends with Freddy, which kind of gives him like this, oh, hey, hey. Maybe I got a shot here. So I think, you know what, now that we, what we talked about earlier, I think you are right. She has to know who he is. Of course she does. I, um, there's only, that's the only reason. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, what else could there possibly be for her to engage with him, specifically yeah. with him? I do think she does become smitten with him well, because sure, but, of his person, you know, she likes his personality, but sure, I think sure. at first yeah. she is targeting, like, I know who this He's the mission. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the mission at first. That night, Billy has this dream that he, as Shazam, is on a date with Wonder Woman, but we don't see her face. Like, we never see her face mm-hmm. during this during this date yeah. sequence. So apparently, they couldn't get Gal Gadot. Uh-huh. Except they will later. Sort of. What? Sort of. That wasn't really her later? It is her later, but she's by herself green screened into the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. Anyway, <laughs> she's like, I'm not going to that set. That's disgusting. Why would I do that? So you fucking kidding me? That movie? No. Fuck that. No. I'll do the movie, but I'm going to do it while I'm holding too. my nose. I was nose. like, oh, she's slumming it here. Yeah, she is. She's holding her nose while she's doing her line. She's like, yeah, I can totally fix your thing. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Anyway, so he's on the, he's having this dream date with Wonder Woman, but then the wizard shows up as Wonder Woman, or at least he's got Wonder Woman's body and the wizard's head. Yeah. And he's telling her, or he's telling Billy about the Daughters of Atlas and what their plan is. And he he gets he gets pulled back out of the dream before he can tell Billy how to stop them. So <laughs> This is one of those scenes that I was just like, I'm I'm watching and I'm thinking, okay, this is supposed to be funny, right? This is supposed to be amusing. There was a few people that laughed in the theater. It, I had a smile on my face, but I don't think mm-hmm. I found it amusing. I think I was more like, oh, that's really, that's where we're going with this, huh? All right. Well, whatever. So Billy goes back to the Rock of Eternity and they start investigating the Daughters of Atlas and they find out that they guard the Tree of Life, which produces golden apples that contain seeds of life and they have a mythical dragon that, that that's made of wood, apparently. Who knew? I also really like their plot device on how to answer all questions without going into too much detail. You have a magical pen that this will tell This is the Harry Potter anything. thing. <laughs> yeah, this is the Harry Potter thing. This is the Harry Potter thing. You don't need to give us the exposition, you can just have Harry watch like what happened to his parents by sticking his face into a pond. And there's yep. no exposition. You don't have to talk about it. You can just show it to us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. This one here is like, oh, gee, how do we do? It's like their own, you know, A-L-E-X-A. Guys, she's listening. She's listening. <laughs> Fuck, she's listening to me right now. I can't say her name. Otherwise, she's going to show up behind me and <laughs> if I say her name five times in a mirror, she shows up behind you and offers suggestions of books that you can buy on Amazon. 
Uh, I found some books that you might like. (laughs) Your Amazon shopping list is ready to be picked. Oh, my God. Anyway. (laughs) We're not even halfway through this, so. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll keep it going. It's fine. You know, hey, you know what? We're more entertaining than the movie was at this point. So these people, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So they, yeah, this is where we get the, the magical pen whose name is Steve. They named the pen Steve. Steve the Magical Pen. Steve the Magical Pen. Yeah. Also, you know, when the kids went... I want to step back real quick to the Ben Franklin Bridge because I have a note that I want to bring up. When the kids left, they shazammed in their backyard. How is that a secret identity? The neighbors are literally right around you. And this is a Philly neighborhood. This isn't like... You know, out in the country somewhere. Yeah. This is a Philly neighborhood. There's people everywhere. And you would think the, again, the foster parents would figure something out because <laughs> yeah. lightning keeps striking yeah, their right? house. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the what the hell? I know. You'd wonder something. Like, what what's going on? I don't know. Anyway, so back to the, back to where we were. We, Steve gives them all the books that they need to find what the daughters are doing and who they are. And... They find out that it was Billy's fault that the barrier between worlds was broken because he was the one that broke the staff when they fought Dr. Savannah in the first movie. So when Billy broke the staff, that was when they were able to get through. I think we get here to kind of one of the things that kind of runs through this whole movie is one of the things for Shazam is the what is it, the intelligence of Solomon or something like that? Right. And they keep saying he doesn't have that. Isn't this part where it comes up where they start talking about that? They keep bringing this up through this, but I don't know that this is resolved by the end because he still doesn't seem any smarter by the end of this. It's the wisdom of Solomon. Wisdom of Solomon. Yeah, and and (sighs) here's the thing. If one of the powers is the power of the wisdom of Solomon... You don't have all the powers if you can't make use of that. Well, yeah, because the other powers aren't his natural powers; they're given to right. him. Right. So this isn't some this isn't some personality deficit. You're literally saying that the wisdom of Solomon is not in the list of powers that Shazam <laughs> has. So basically, what you're telling me is his name is Hazam. <laughs> Through the rest of the podcast, he will now be known as. Hazam. If I can call Megan Mathrigan for parts of a podcast, I will damn sure call Shazam Hazam because if he doesn't have the wisdom, look, it's a it's a it's a terrible like misuse of or, or misapplication of his powers. Yeah. If he is imbued with these powers, he has all of these powers. He may be a kid, but he still has these powers. Mm-hmm. You don't get to just take them away and say, "Ha ha, Billy, dumb." Just for a joke. I would have been fine with it if by the end of it, they would have like somehow he figured out how to tap into that or something. But no, no, there's nothing through the end of this. He's he still was supposed fine. to be just as quote unquote dumb. I Because they basically, that's what they're saying is he is not smart. Right. He was fine in the last movie. Yeah, I don't What, know. did he get stupid by going to school? Mm. Well, I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. It, it's again... One of those things where they just pull in 
push whenever they need to make whatever happen happen. It's a very comic book thing to do, honestly. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess I don't have a problem with it in comics. So they learn who the daughters of Atlas are. They learn about Hespera. They learn about Calypso. And they learn about Anthea. And somehow Billy realizes that that Freddy is cooked. Freddy's done. So this this is where Freddy then goes. Freddy takes Anthea to the roof of the school because he wants to show she wants to sh- he wants to show off that he knows Captain Every Power. And when he does, that's when Hespera and Calypso show up. And they use the staff to depower Freddy. They murder his teacher by Calypso using her power to walk him off of the roof. They form, or Hespera forms a giant dome around the city, trapping everyone that's currently in the city inside. Now we're in a Stephen King book. (laughs) (laughs) And Freddy is imprisoned with, with the wizard. And he, they, through conversation, he finds out that Billy is friends with Freddy and that Freddy is one of the ones that got some of the power of his power, of his powers, which he, and then this is also where we find out that the wizard thinks that giving Billy the powers and choosing him as champion was a failure on his part. He believes that he screwed up by giving Billy I, this power. I don't think he had a choice in the first one. He had been looking for years and years and years for the right champion. And he finally had to choose someone when Dr. Dr. Savannah, Savannah released the, the seven, what is it, seven deadly sins or something? Seven, seven something? I don't seven, remember seven what something. they were. The seven bad guys from the first movie. I, I don't remember what it was. But anyways, he released them. And so then the wizard was dying. And so it just happened that Billy was the one that got transported there at that moment. And there really was no other option. I, that's how I always thought it was, is that he, it wasn't like he chose him willingly. He was kind of forced into giving it to him. Right, right. This is the point where you were talking about earlier that we get this letter from the Shazam siblings that was written by Steve mm-hmm. and Helen Mirren reads it out loud. And it's the, mm-hmm. it's that letter just saying, look, we want, we want the kid back. We want, we want, we want Freddie back and we're going to, you know, we'll, we want to meet and talk about how we're going to get him back. But Calypso is, decides she's going to torture Freddie instead. So they, They put him and the wizard into a pit with their dragon, who apparently, and I don't know, did they even use this power again later? This is what I'm talking about. Shit, this just gets dropped. The the wizard, the dragon has the power to stop people in their tracks and stop them from moving. Does that happen again later? I don't think it does. I think it gets really confusing, this dragon, because somehow this dragon doesn't shoot fire right it's supposed to like emanate fear right like it's supposed to stop you in your tracks from fear right yeah you are you are frozen with fear yeah but later when this dragon's here 
It looks like he's shooting blue fire. Not blue fear. It looks like blue fire. Oh, no. Fear is blue. You didn't know that? And, and I then there was, knew that, Jen. Come on. There was the, in, there's a spot we'll come up to later where Shazam gets set on fire from that blue flame, but I thought the dragon didn't shoot flame. He, he was, shot fear. So the was, fear started his costume on fire? No, no. He was so afraid that he spontaneously <laughs> combusted. With blue fire. Yeah, with blue fire. Yeah. That's it. So. Okay. I'm with you. The dragon doesn't make sense. The dragon doesn't make sense. Well, no, the dragon does make sense, but they don't use him the way that they set him up. Yeah, yes. Like, like they're that's like. That's why I okay. say it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So the dragon is going to kill them, I think, with fear. But this is where Anthea has her oh, oh, don't be a dick moment, and decides she's going to save Freddy and this, the wizard. This feels very Doctor Strange at this moment. Her powers do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Billy arranges for a meeting with Hespera to try and get Freddy back and get the dome gone and all that stuff. And she shows up and she says, look, you got you bunch of friggin' kids took the powers of the gods. You're not worthy of this. And this was another one of those jokes that just fell flat for me. And it's in the trailer too, where Billy's like, Oh, you're not just facing against me. I, I, I must have. I must have been watching too much Fast and the Furious because it's all about family. And then they're supposed to show up and they don't. Mm-hmm. Did you laugh? I didn't laugh. It wasn't funny. I don't know why. Zachary Levi is a funny guy. I don't yeah. know what it is. Is the writing bad? What? What? I know I wasn't in a bad mood. I was in a fine mood when I went into the movie. I was hoping that this was going to be as good as the first one, or at least as, or at least as. As enjoyable as the first one. Yeah. I I didn't laugh at that either. So I'm not like the I'm not alone here. That joke just wasn't funny, right? No, it didn't find uh, yeah, I didn't Meh. I didn't laugh. They have this big knockdown drag out fight at a I think it's a cheesesteak place or something. So the siblings do arrive after the fact, after after the joke. And they manage to imprison Hespera, and they bring her back to the Rock of Eternity. And they think they've got the upper hand, but the truth is she wanted to be caught. Didn't they do this in the Dark night? Joker wanted to be caught. He wanted to get to the Gotham, the, the, the main prison, so that he could enact his plan, right? That's, like, this, is, this has already been done. Yeah, but this is something I think that get, happens a lot. So, I mean, I, it's, it's fine. It's uninspired. It's uninspired. It's uninspired. The The originality of that first movie in making it a teen, in making it big with superpowers is completely gone now. Any kind of goodwill I had towards that movie or that first movie is just dissipated by this point. That they're just using these, just these tropes that are just, like, I don't know, kind of atrocious in this particular arena anyway so she escapes and goes through the library and picks up a what billy called the paperweight at first but it's actually a golden apple covered in black dust duh it's shaped like an apple and you know they're looking for apples like how like you had it in your hand you can't tell that it's dust on it and not like black like 
This is so contrived. He needed her godlike powers to get the black dust off. It was that thick on the apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So they follow Hespera, and she brings the apple to Calypso and Anthea. Meanwhile, Freddy and the wizard are trying to get the apple themselves because Calypso wants to plant the seed of life on Earth and unleash their army of monsters, which when we get to it, is actually pretty cool. The army of monsters, I thought. Yeah. Freddy almost gets the apple. He almost gets away with it, but the sisters make, you know, catch him and Shazam busts in and grabs the staff, but Calypso takes it back and they have, and we're we're on. It's the big fight, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So they take, they take, Freddy gets his powers back at this point. The wizard gives Freddy his powers back. In In a brief moment, he has the staff so Calypso is ha- has had enough, and she's decided she's going to bring the dragon down on everybody. So she just summons that to go after the champions, and we have this big f- this big fight in the air. And this is where the most predictable thing ever happens. Mary is being chased by the dragon with Hesper with not Hespera but Calypso on the dragon's back, shooting the s- the staff at her to depower her. And of course, if she's flying way high up in the sky, she's going to get depowered way high up in the sky, right? Yep. Yep. That's what happens. Yep, you knew that was that coming. Yeah, you knew that was coming. That was just so easy to see coming. There's no surprises here. No. Maybe I should have gone in expecting there not to be surprises. <laughs> Whatever. So the heroes go to Victor and Rosa to get them to safety, but they have to basically tell them who they really are, that they have these superhero identities. And then the dragon attacks the house. There's a scene where there's a, there's a moment where, where Victor, after they tell them, you know, that they, how they, how they transform Victor's like, is that why the house is always getting struck by lightning? <laughs> that was one of the moments where I laughed. Yeah. I was like, ah, see, yeah, okay, I gotcha. That's a that's a dad finding out like, whoa, 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 wait, you've been doing what? Yeah. <laughs> is that why this has been? Oh, you know what? <laughs> You're grounded. So, <laughs> but anyway. But they take it in stride and are they like, do. let's go. They do. Yeah, they're, <laughs> like, they're, they're like positive superhero role model parents, right? Yes, they yeah. are. So the, the, this is all part of the big fight, right? This is mm-hmm. all the big end fight. The Hespera takes the apple and the seeds to frickin' Citizens Bank Park and plants it right in the middle of the park. What? Why the Philly Stadium? I hope this is not an omen for the, for the forthcoming Philly season. I really do, because what the hell, man? <laughs> The uh, the heroes and the villains fight. Hespera has a moment where she realizes that Calypso is maybe oh, a little too far gone, and she ends up kind of helping out a little bit. She, Billy talks to her and says, look, I need you to make the, the dome just the size of the stadium and the surrounding area so that when I fight her, whatever's in the dome is going to die. I thought he was going to try and explode the staff or something. That's what it was. He's going to explode also, the staff. Also, this is where we have the 180 by Hespera, because it's like she was... Yeah, it's another 180. Yeah, yeah it's... She was kind of hesitant about planting that on Earth, but right. now now all of a sudden she's like completely against yeah. her sister. Yeah, she's yeah, like, oh, this okay. was dumb. Yeah. Why did I let her talk me into this? Now, you know what? Let's kill her. 
Yeah. So, like, you know, sibling rivalry, I guess. Before they can get to this point, there's there's all these monsters running loose in Philadelphia. And we're talking the Minotaur and the Cyclops and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool to see that. And this is where we get Darla tempting a unicorn, who apparently are not like unicorns in TV. These are like monstrous beasts that will They're kill whatever. Evil. They're evil, terrible monsters. Unicorns. But, but they still like ambrosia and they Skittles. Do. Yeah. 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 By the power of Skittles, <laughs> the world is saved. For want of a nail, the kingdom was lost. And for love of Skittles, the earth was saved. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. This movie is just one big ad for Skittles, like you said, brought to you by Skittles. So the siblings are fighting off the monsters, and then, of course, Billy makes his deal with, with Hespera, and they it shrink, she shrinks the dome down to the size of the stadium. He blows up the, the, the staff, and everything goes, and Billy ends up dead. Now yeah, we've got it, a, it happens really quick, and yeah. I wasn't sure I was following exactly yeah. what was happening, but it kind of looked neat on the screen. There was a <laughs> yeah. lot of blue and this and that happening, and it looked kind of neat, but I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> yeah, so basically what I think happens is is Billy grabs the staff and uses it to power, like supercharge himself, mm-hmm. but, and I think, do you remember the uh, that little, what are those little like electric, uh, the 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 little glo- the little globe that has the electricity on it. Do you know what I'm talking about? That static yeah. electricity thing. Yeah, I don't know. He what has one earlier in the movie. Okay. And it's it's kind of like kind of off to the side, and you see it, and it kind of rolls off to in in one scene. But this is basically how he ends up saving the world by turning himself into that little globe mm-hmm. with that lightning. So he burns himself to the crisp, to a crisp, not the crisp. Never mind. I'll just keep moving on because. You know, I'm getting old. I'm going to say all kinds of words that I don't mean. So then the family runs onto the field, which would normally be cool, except it's completely like torn up. (laughs) How cool would it be to be on the field at like a baseball stadium? But not this time. They ripped it all to pieces, those bastards. And uh, they find Billy. He's dead. Billy dead. But you know he's not. Of course he's not. You know he's not. No. So the wizard brings the family and Anthea, who now is a good guy, right? Yep. And uh, brings them all to the realm of the the gods to give Billy a proper god burial because he's a god, right? We may not have had the wisdom of Solomon, but but Hazam really was a a good guy. I thought Shazam oh. was a wizard. So how does being the Shazam like follow-up guy what the hell was he like the chosen one how does that make him a god i don't know just because he died well yeah to, uh, he sacrificed himself for all of well, humanity right so <laughs> okay but if that's the case does that mean everybody that does that is a god sacrifices himself for all of humanity how many people do you know that have done that well not in comic book world there's no. a lot that happens so i don't know i, don't know. I this, just thought it know? was weird that he's all of a sudden a god but whatever I don't know. <laughs> so they give him a proper burial at the realm of the gods, and the wizard a wizard tells Anthea and says, "Look, you know, you lost your powers, and your sisters are dead. 
there's no more gods. There's nobody else that could revive Billy. Normally, if we had a god around, we could totally revive him. And of course, that is the cue for Wonder Woman to show up. And this time, we see her face. We do. Also, I just want to say the Wonder Woman theme song, whoever came up with that, kudos. I love that. That's so good. It is good, but man, this I feel like the whole DC Extended Universe pre-James Gunn stuff has boiled down to a cool theme and everything's really fucking dark. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, Shazam is funny. The first one, not this one. But anyway. But did you notice that when they when they... When they were burying, after they buried Billy, before Wonder Woman shows up, Darla, I think it is, drew like a little lightning bolt on the sand. I was like, that's not going to last, man. A good breeze is going to come by and blow that away. Yeah, but that's they're not, in the God world. So yeah, but that's not a good memorial. Put put up a, a headstone or some shit. Put something on there. You want to put a lightning bolt. You know, that's cool. Hey, get the little lightning globe thing and put that on. But No. He sacrificed himself for all of humanity, and you draw a picture in the sand for him. That's nice. Good job. Anyway, Wonder Woman shows up, and she recharges the staff, was it? Is that what she does? Yeah. Yeah. She powers up the staff over Billy's grave and revives him so that, I told you, that thing wasn't going to last, and it didn't. It didn't last even three minutes, and boom, it's gone. The nice memorial, Darla. Good job. So... (laughs) Billy rises from the grave. He's alive. Yeah. And then he's, of course, he tries to hit on Wonder Woman because he had that dream, but she doesn't mm-hmm. want anything to do with him. I I don't know. I'm okay with Billy coming back to life. I guess that's fine or, or Shazam or whatever. But how they did it, it feels really cheap and... His sacrifice didn't mean anything. Bingo. It's not a sacrifice now. You didn't yeah. you didn't give anything up. You're back. So now is he not a god? Well, here's my question. <laughs> is there some sort of like what happened to him while he was gone? Was he in the Nether Realms? Was he like did he go on some sort of adventure that changed him? Yeah. Did they pet cemetery this dude? Is he gonna come back changed? Yeah. He's changed, Lois. <laughs> you know, like like, uh, you I know, know, I mean, I don't know. You just see bury the, bury the pet in his I... pet cemetery and he comes back bad, right? So yeah. maybe you should, maybe, hey, you know what? That could be Shazam 3, but we won't matter because we won't get Shazam 3. No, we're not going to get that. Yeah. This is it. We get the it. flash and that's it, right? Yeah. I don't know how this could have been done differently. I've thought about it and I'm not sure how I would have liked it more. Yeah. But I didn't like the way they did it. No, nah, it was cheesy and dumb and the... <laughs> and then, of course, now two movies in, Billy finally gets to find out what his real superhero name is, and the wizard tells him it's Shazam, dummy. It's been Shazam it's the whole time. It's been Shazam the whole time, you idiot. Mr. Wisdom of Solomon. Yeah, Mr. Wisdom of Solomon. Your nickname, your superhero name is Hazam, because <laughs> I'm taking the wisdom back, you dummy. You're not even using it. <laughs> so, And then we get the mid credit scene where the... I think it's, is it the the minions from... Amanda Waller's Amanda Waller's people. minions. Yeah, they show up and they want to recruit Shazam into the Justice Society. Not the Justice League. Right. The Justice Society. The Justice Society, who were the ones that were in the Black Adam movie. This could have been good. What? 
why didn't you know <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson? It doesn't. What the fuck were you doing, dude? Now. All of this is done, and they're yeah. starting over. Doesn't matter. Put it to bed. Fuck. Put it to bed. That. Why do we even have this post-credit scene? I don't know. We get another shot of Doctor Savannah, and he's talking to Mister Mind, the 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 caterpillar guy, again about how he's got some big plan, but the caterpillar's like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta leave, I gotta, I gotta set my plan in motion, but I'll be right back," and then he leaves. Again, it's like, what was the point of that? What was the point of that? I don't know. What was the point of even having mid-credit scenes if you're not going to follow up with it? Why would you recruit Shazam into the Justice Society at the end of the movie? Doesn't make any sense. Well, obviously this stuff was all filmed before all that other stuff happened, but at the same time... Take it out. Take it out. Yeah, just take Take it it out. out. <clears throat> just end it where it's going to end. I'm pretty sure they did announce that Shazam is done, Black Adam's done. If they bring it back, it's going to be completely different, is my understanding. I mean, Henry Cavill's out as Superman. Who's the du- who's the latest Batman guy? Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. He's out too. Right? Well, he's in the new Flash. He's in movie. the new Flash movie, yeah. but that was already filmed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like they're just, you know, they're almost kind of wiping the slate clean they're and restarting. restarting. I just it's wanted the... to talk quick about the DCEU. Yeah. So I've got the 14 movies that are, well, there's a TV show in here too, but I've got these listed here. Sure. I just want to go through them and just kind of, let's talk about them real quick. Oh boy. Let's you know, do that. I don't know that we need to go into tons of detail, but. Well, you know me, I'm awfully short-winded, so. I know you are. <laughs> We've got Man of Steel. Okay. Man of Steel. When I first saw it, I really liked it. I haven't soured on it per se, but I think that the way they followed it up didn't do it any justice. Mm-hmm. Bum <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that, but I did it right because that's how good I am at this. That's I, how good I am at this. I was lukewarm on it. I thought it was okay. I like I liked it because it had some really iconic imagery in it. Mm-hmm. But I think that the I think that the problem is that he proved later on that he fundamentally doesn't understand the character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. The next one is the Batman versus Superman: Dawn oh, of Justice, which was garbage. It was I a even thought that was garbage. Movie. It and I'm usually terrible. pretty lenient on movies for yeah, the most part. Especially these kind of movies. And I did not like that one. Okay, so here's the thing. I went into Batman versus Superman going, oh boy, I really want this. This is something that I was champing at the bit for. I wanted this movie. Are you kidding me? Batman fighting Superman on film. You've got to be kidding me. I was all in. 100% all in. And what we got was... Such a muddled mess of like confused intentions and weird loopbacks and like you, they killed Superman in his second appearance. I don't understand why you think that's going to matter at that point. They didn't kill Iron Man until 23 movies in. Yeah. It mattered by then. Yeah. Movie two. It doesn't matter. Just because he's Superman doesn't mean anything. He's we a new Superman to Yeah, us. we haven't connected. We don't have the history. Yeah, yeah, we don't have the history with him. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I agree. The next one is Suicide Squad. Feh. Which that one... A muddled mess. There was a few good moments, but overall... Meh, yeah. I think Margot Robbie is really good as Harley Quinn. Yeah. 
I think the rest of that movie is pretty bad. I think that the the fact that they tried to reshoot it to make it less dark made absolutely no damn sense because everything else was so dark. Why did you have to reshoot that one? Yeah. I don't understand. Make it hardcore. Make it like hard hitting. Yeah. I don't know why they felt the need. Yeah. I don't know why they felt the need to try and make it funny, but Wonder Woman, I loved that one. That first Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. yeah, Really good. Probably the first DCEU movie that I unapologetically loved. Yeah. That was really good. Justice League. eh. Oh my God. Okay. So confession. I watched the four hour Justice League cut. Oh Lord. Oh my God. Why would you do that to yourself? I don't. Were you hating yourself at the moment and decided to torture yourself? Well, okay. I, I felt like I needed to. Okay. Because I needed to know what it is that was so spectacular that we were missing out on. Yeah, because lots of people said that was good, but I wasn't going to believe them, so I have not watched it. Is it better than the Justice League movie that we got? Yes. Is it scores better, like some of these Zack Snyderites are like going on and on about? No. It's a mediocre film, and to make it four hours, my God, the man already doesn't know how to keep it concise. You give him four hours? Are you out of your mind? That movie was so... Like, if you had taken out all the scenes where everything goes into slow motion, it would have been an hour and 30 minutes. Oh, God. Next one is Aquaman, which I thought was okay. God damn, I hated that movie. (laughs) I know, you did not like it. I thought it was okay. fucking much. Yeah. Jesus. Like, like... This that movie would have been better if they had gone complete cheese ball and had him like communicating with fish like go attack the land, you know, like that I would have been like, all right, I'm in. I'm in. Have Jason Momoa do that. Okay, I get where you're going with this. But this whole like Harley dude, I'm Aquaman, I'm the Harley guy, Aquaman. No, man. Go look at the comics. He doesn't look anything like that. Nothing like that. And he doesn't act like that. Thank God. It's ridiculous. <laughs> then we have Shazam, which we both talked that we right. both like that yes. first one. Shazam was good. The first Shazam was a fun movie. Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Yeah. I liked it at first. I've soured on it. Okay. Like going back I, and rewatching it. That was just an it. okay one, I think, for me. From yeah. I, I really from. enjoyed it the first time I watched it. And I think like there were, there were like some initial reactions that I had were clouding like other things that were wrong with that movie. There was a lot of stuff that was wrong with that movie. We can go into that maybe another time, but yeah, it's suffice, suffice to say I liked it at first, but I've soured on it. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder Woman 1984. Terrible. Now that one, I, God damn. that one, I think I actually gave a keep to when I first watched it, but now I, since then I've rewatched it yeah. and have changed my opinion. And that one is, I would have made like, probably put on like a mild rent just because there was parts that were all right, but overall it was kind of dumb. So. Look, I gave it a rent at first too, I think, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I rescind that. <laughs> Don't watch this movie. Do not watch Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. God. The Suicide Squad. A I, much better version of Suicide Squad. Yeah. I like yep. that one. Now, the Batman, was that in the, that is in the DC? I don't know if it's, Considered to be part of the DCEU, but it did come out during that period. Okay. It will transcend the DCEU. It is going to be allowed to be a trilogy. Okay. But. I enjoyed that one. That movie is 
chef's kiss to me as far as Batman goes. Like, I love the Dark Knight trilogy. I love it. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. Nolan did some fantastic stuff. But Matt Reeves, that Batman, that's Batman. The detective Batman, mm-hmm. the guy where he's like figuring stuff out. I will give you this. Some of the things that they figure out is are pretty fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. But like him doing actual detective work, much better than like just him going in and like beating the shit out of everybody. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Because he's the Dark Knight detective. Okay. I I think I still enjoyed the Dark Knight more than this sure. Batman, yeah. but I did like this one. I thought it was pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And then I think we've got Black Adam? No. That one... Meh. There was moments or there was character parts that I enjoyed, okay. but overall I felt the story had some problems. And I've really yeah. was interested in this. I like The Rock. I liked the idea of the anti-hero thing. Yeah. But I don't think they did it real well, unfortunately. So So and maybe I'm being too overly picky on some of this stuff. I don't know, but I don't think you yeah. are. Anyways. Here's the thing. That movie is kind of like, yeah, you know, like when you're washing the toilet out and you got that scrubby thing and a little bit of the blue stuff maybe like jumps onto your hand while you're washing it, like splashes onto your hand and you go, oh, gross. And you go wash your hands really quick. That's how I felt after watching that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. And then we've gotten through those movies. I just want to talk about that quick just because we're kind of coming up on the end of this version of the DCEU and we'll be coming out with some new stuff here. Yeah. We should do a ranking after the flash comes out. Sure. Rank them all. Where, where do you put them? Sure. You we know, do that. let's yeah. do that. All right. So if you don't have any other notes that you want to go over, anything else? No, I've, I've covered all my, all notes. right, well, let's do our thing. Let's keep rent or erase Jennifer and why I'm actually going to erase this movie. I was kind of thinking, should I rent this? Because I, I really like the first one, but I'm like, I'm not rating the first one. I'm rating this one. And this one is all over the place. Yeah. I don't think it has a cohesive story. Shazam and Billy. Billy, who is Shazam. Billy, who was the big part of the first movie. He is hardly in this movie. Yeah. He's yep. only in here for a few minutes. His like story arc seemed to be... He didn't call his foster mom mom, and by the end of it, he did, but it wasn't earned. It's it was just so all of a sudden, he called her mom for yeah. whatever reason. It was completely predictable, too. You knew he was going to do that. Right, I exactly. even leaned over and said that to you. I was I, like, yeah, uh, yeah he's going to say that by the end of the movie. The the bad guys, the sisters, their motives didn't make any sense to me, yeah. and they seemed to switch partway through anyways. Your <laughs> Whatever big, motives they had were Your shed big completely. dragon thing didn't make sense. I thought the dragon looked kind of cool, but it, it didn't... How this thing operated didn't really make sense. The Wonder Woman thing at the end, I didn't need that. I thought that was kind of dumb. Yeah. Freddy was in here more than Billy was, honestly. So I felt like this was more of the Freddy movie than Billy movie. The yeah, wizard, I think, it, could have uh, been completely cut out of this. Should and have it been. Wouldn't have mattered. He should have been. I I don't know. I I feel like this movie had a lot of problems, and so much so. I'm not kidding when I said I couldn't remember who the bad guys were a few days after watching it. 
And today, before we started doing this, I had to go through and reread <laughs> because I couldn't remember what happened in this movie. That yeah. it just was in and out of my head like that. Mm -hmm. And usually, yes, during tax season, sometimes I do get tired and sometimes I do forget certain things, but I usually remember some of the stuff and I felt like I completely forgot this movie. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And then on top of this, they're rebooting this whole movie franchise. It literally doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I vote a race. How about okay. you? I I'm think I already know what you're doing. 100% <laughs> a race for me. 100% a race. For all the reasons that you said and more, this movie is a slog. It's so bad. And I feel badly because... I like so many of the people that are involved in this movie and I really was rooting for them to have a good flick. They had a good flick in the first one. Yeah. What the hell happened? I don't know. You're right. This is the end of the DCEU and it doesn't matter. It's like when they cancel a TV series halfway through a season, they don't release all the other episodes by the end. They just cancel it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what they should have done. They write off so many movies for tax purposes. They could have written this one off and they could have written the flash off and just started over. Yeah. But they decided to release them. Although the flash does look interesting. The so flash does I'm look interesting. That yeah. might be all right. It looks interesting. I, I, I'm torn up about it because Ezra Miller is yes. kind of, well, Ezra Miller has problems has and issues. yeah. And, and they're trying to get that worked out. But they were in the news a lot for some really shady shit. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know? And so I, I I hesitate because of their involvement. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, but but I am hopeful that The Flash will be a good movie. I'm, I'm hoping that I can overcome that. The lead, the lead actor's issues can be super, can, can be ignored by me. However, like I said, you know, the, the it's it it's, it doesn't matter. What I have heard about the Flash though, just so just a one final note about the Flash is that it is the thing that resets the DCEU. Oh, okay. It is the movie that will blow it all up and give them the fresh start that they need. Okay. That's what I've heard. I don't know how true it is. Okay. So. Okay. I do have another question yeah. about this universe, but it's more comic book related than it is this movie related. What do you got? So Shazam mm -hmm. is from Philadelphia. Batman is from Gotham. Uh -huh. Superman is from Met Metropolis. Uh -huh. Most of these people are from these made up places. Why do they actually keep Philadelphia for Shazam? I don't know. I don't know okay. why you keep it. Okay. Do you know anything about it? I know you were reading some of the Shazam comics for a little bit there. I did not get very far into okay. it. I got a few pages in. I will probably finish it because I was enjoying what I was reading. Okay. But I'm too tired to read right now. <laughs> Ain't got time to read. <laughs> By the time I get home, my brain is just fried. I can't read. It's, I'm just too tired. So Fried brains like in the movie Hannibal. Yes. Okay, so... What what are we doing next? Let's. I'm done. I'm done. I don't yep. want to talk about Shazam anymore. I feel like they've soured the franchise for me. I'm ready for. I'm ready for James Gunn to come in here and do his James Gunn thing and start it all over. 
What are we doing next? All right, next week we are going to cover the Idris Elba film Beast. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one came out like last fall or something, right? That was in 2022. I don't remember yeah, when, though. Something like that. But it looked interesting, at least. So high hopes. Let's see it what happens. It has Idris Elba. It in does it. have How Idris Elba. How bad in it. can it be? Well, that. Okay, but we just got done talking about this movie <laughs> where you got some talented actors and. This is what we got. So I've always had like a few actors that if they're in the movie, I want to see it. Tom Hanks is one. Denzel Washington is one. And Idris Elba has now been added to this list. I find him fascinating on the screen. I, I'm i drawn to him. I want to see You want to have his babies? Movie. No, you no, no. You no, his no. babies. <laughs> I'm fascinated by him? I, I Drawn to him? <laughs> You get, you get those actors, right, that you, you just, there's something about them that you really enjoy their performances. And I think he's talented, and I just, yeah, I, I, do, I, I like to, I would like to see his movies. He though. is aware of the effect he has on women, by the way. Oh, he has? That's from The Office. Oh. Oh, yeah, he's in The Office. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next week, the beast himself, Idris Elba. <laughs> On the couch. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to A View from the Couch, a Space Moose Media podcast. You can interact with our hosts on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash view underscore couch. You can also email us at a view from the couch at yahoo.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, please help us get noticed by leaving a five star review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Thanks for listening.